What's up, everybody? Welcome to Home Service Success TV, your resource for growing your residential contracting business through sales, marketing, and mindset strategy. Davis here, and I'm joined by Stephen Christopher. Today, we're going to dive deep into finding life balance. We're going to talk about mindset, mental stress and burnout, and other common pitfalls that keep service owners from achieving freedom and enabling their business to serve their life. Our guest today is Kenny Chapman. You may know him as the founder of the Blue Collar Success Group. He's owned nine companies, including a highly successful plumbing and HVAC business. He's authored two books, writes a monthly column for Plumbing and Mechanical Magazine, hosts Leadership in a Nutshell podcast, and has been featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and USA Today. Kenny is a shining example of an entrepreneur that has found balance in his own life while maintaining a highly successful career. He's found ways to give back to the community, so we're so grateful for having him here today. Welcome, Kenny, and thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's an honor, and I'm grateful to, grateful to play for a little bit together here today. Thank you so much. Dude, you got more letters behind your name or where you've been than any like doctor or engineer I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> ABC, NBC, CBS, CNBC. I love it, dude. Can you, can you tell I came up as a broke person with no, no skill in school that needed to figure out I got to find some authority in my life, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Super, super blessed. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it, man. Dude, well, yeah, thanks. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I know every time you and I chat, we have, it's, I know I come away feeling a little bit more inspired. Uh, I always learn something. And I love the fact that a lot of the topics we're going to kind of chat about today are going to be kind of around that mindset burnout. I think on the heels of, you know, what was probably the craziest year, at least of our entire lives yet. And hopefully the only time we will see something quite as crazy as we did last year. Uh, I know a lot of business owners are going through this like burnout, mental fatigue, resiliency. We got every, you know, Facebook group and leader out there talking about like hustle and grind and get while it's good. Um, but yet it, that can be tough. That can be challenging. Right. And so right. I think, I don't know quite where I'm going with this, but I think it's going to be a good, a good starting topic. Uh, we got people thinking about all of this stuff that they should be doing, but I think underneath a little bit, we're thinking like, holy cow, how long can I possibly do this? Like I have no work-life balance. I'm experiencing burnout. Like when is it ever going to end? When's it going to go back to normal? Um, and I think you're a person that's extremely qualified to help like talk through some of this stuff and help people, I guess, maybe feel that they're not quite alone. And maybe mm -hmm. we can get some strategies out there to like, help people find fulfillment in all of the crazy shit that we're going through right now. Cause we don't know when it's going to end. We don't have control over that stuff. Right. Right. So I, I think I you're know. absolutely right. I think that, you know, one of the things I think is all of it, all of it does come down to perspective and, and, you know, all pain in life and business comes from the resistance of what is. And that's one of the major things that we're experiencing right now is people don't want to deal with reality or, or our current perceived reality. I don't care if that you're a 
a conspiracy theory and all this stuff. Or if you think that China, you know, planted a rat somewhere, like, I don't care what you think about where this thing came from. It is impacting your life and it's impacting your business and it's impacting your family. The other thing that I would say on that is that it's okay to feel what you feel as an entrepreneur, as a driven minded leader right now, you've had more stuff in the last 15 months than you signed up for in the last 15 years, possibly. But I also would remind you that you did sign up for this. <laughs> and, and so it's one of those things, you know, I, I, I remember talking to a Navy SEAL at an event I was, I was sharing the stage with. And, and I, I asked him like, you know, I, I remember the I'm a military guy or vet anyway. And uh, I said, you know, all these guys coming back from wars now and it's like 24 hours and you're supposed to be fine again. Back in the day, they came, got on the slow boat, 30 days with their peers, this and that to kind of re-enter into society. What should we be doing more for our soldiers and our veterans right now? And he said, we're doing too much. And I went, whoa, like I did, did not see that coming. And he said, when you sign up, when you're a military vet, you know what it's like. You've gone through it. You face the fire. You get out and you want it to be easier. You want it to be different. It's kind of one of those things where I want to say lovingly to our audience and our, and our following here today. And whenever you're listening to this, it's okay to be pissed off for a few minutes. It's okay to rant and rave for, you know, for, for 24 hours, but as you carry that forward in your energy into your team, into your culture, into the blame game, into the negativity, all you're doing is perpetuating pain and pain does not solve unless it motivates a solution. We have cause and effect or cause and symptom, I'll say. And the challenging thing for us to realize is that the current pandemic situation, whatever's going on, which by the way, our industry, most of you listening today have been super gifted by having calls, having stuff to do, not having made, guess what? We've got a recession coming. It has to happen. And then we're going to be back on here going, oh my God, how are we going to handle this? Like we made it through COVID was easy. Actually check yourself, check your perspective, check your gratitude and check how you're leading your team. Dude, I love that, man. I love this, this little reminder. Like we chose this life, right? As entrepreneurs, we chose this life. And um, that's just a really, really good reminder. And even just for me, right? Like when I think about some of the struggles that I've been through as an entrepreneur, when I go back and think, wait, I chose this life. I could, I have choice in every moment. I could go back and work somewhere else. I could go work for somebody else. I can do that. And I would be really great at it but I chose this life for a reason. And so kind of reframing and thinking about, wait, even though this might not be the most fun thing in the world right now, some of the stuff we're going through, how can I enjoy it a little bit more? How can I find just a little bit more fulfillment in what I'm actually going through? You know, a lot of people look for fulfillment outside of themselves or down the road when I get here or when I get this or when I do this or when I find another guy, when I get another truck, when I you know make another million, then I'll be fulfilled. But as we, I think, all know, that moment never comes. That's a constantly moving goalpost. So how do we start to find a little more fulfillment in now and in today and in the stuff that we're going through? Because it makes the ride a hell of a lot more fun. And Kenny, I think, as you know, when we start to do those types of things, the result from a, from a standpoint of like, 
well, from results, manifestation, creation, all of that is so much more powerful mm. when we can just start to find a little bit more of that now. A hundred percent. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and I think that that begins with clarity. Like my latest book, Six Dimensions of Change 2.0. Yes, I'll drop it in here real quick. But, um, and, and I'll, so, so in Six Dimensions of Change 2.0, clarity is the first dimension. And what I want you to realize as a business leader and remember is that clarity is one of those words like management or leadership. It gets thrown around all the time, but very few people actually do the work necessary. Clarity doesn't happen. Just like passion is a result of activity. We wait to find passion and I'm going to be in the lotus position after yoga. And all of a sudden, God's going to tap me on the shoulder and go, here's what you ought to do the rest of your life. When in fact, you know, you mentioned in my bio, I've had nine businesses. I talk about two of them. <laughs> I don't talk about the diaper service and all the other, like, you know, I, I don't get into all that, but those were necessary points for me to find passion today. You got to get off the couch and do some stuff to find some passion. So I think the important thing is, is clarity down to the point of, I'm a big purpose guy. You, you know that, Stephen, and, and it's an important thing when, you know, you've got to do some work around purpose and your business. Why? Because when something like now happens, and it will happen, if you're going to play the game for another 5, 10, 15, 20, 40 years, you're going to go through events that you didn't sign up for in your mind and you didn't plan for. So there's always uncertainty. Like Tony Robbins says it best about, you know, we crave certainty and then right behind that we crave uncertainty. And we forget that as business owners. But what we forget also is, okay, we talk about sales on this podcast. Like what a, one of the number one rules in sales, the confused mind doesn't buy. Well, guess what? The confused universe doesn't deliver. And so if you don't have clarity about what you want your business to do, what I know, I've been able to thrive mentally. I've had the greatest personal year I've ever had in my life for a lot of reasons, but self-care and understanding who I am, why I'm here, what my business is here to do to serve me has, has helped that happen. Now, I might be having an entirely different story if I ran a restaurant and got shut down for three months. So take that with a grain of salt. But what I do know is I am in business as a creative outlet for myself and an opportunity for that to be my education platform. So when life happens through business to me, I'm able to step back and go, hmm, that's an interesting perspective, interesting situation. What do I need to learn? I love that, dude. So, okay. Talk to me a little bit more about this, about clarity and how to find it. So for people listening right now that have just gone through COVID, you know, Kenny, the people that we talk to all day, every day, right? Like our clients, your clients, the people in the industry, the ones that are struggling a little bit and they're going like, all right, clarity, what does that mean? Just like, does that just mean set some more goals? Does it mean that I'm, I'm failing because I'm not achieving the goals that I've set? You know, I'm not passionate about the things that I think I want. Um, talk to me a little bit more about like, what would be, a, I guess, maybe a basic first step when it comes to this getting more clarity? Because if it's this foundational piece, you know, like you say, and like in the book, what's, how do we start to go down that path a little bit more? Yeah, I think, I think one of the most important places to start uh, is the, you know, 
you've got to remove in order to grow. And part of the reason that we have a hard time finding clarity is because, you know, all of us, all of us that are speaking today and that are listening today can do a whole bunch of stuff. And we, there's all kinds of things that we can go do. And as a driven person, I can go do this, I can go do that. And because you can doesn't mean you should. And some of the things that we forget about is we layer on, layer on, layer on. You know, one of, one of my mentors, and I, I'm pretty sure you're a big fan as well, Stephen, of Dan Sullivan um, from Strategic Coach. And he's 78 now, and he said, he said something that hit me because I'm 50. And he said the other day to me, he said, I know that I'm good at way less things than I knew I was good at when I was 50. And me being 50 went, oh, I'm pretty clear that I'm not good at very many things, but I'm even still thinking I'm good at some stuff that I shouldn't be. And so the, the reason I mentioned that is the first thing is to peel back the layers enough to get to the gut. You already know what the challenge is, meaning I get up. For me, I used to drink a lot. So I would get up and I would be a little hungover, a little slow. I would ca called it the case of the slows. Get, oh, I got a case of the slows. Too much red wine last night or whatever. Then I'm bloated. Then I don't have energy. Then I don't work out. Then I'm frustrated. Then I snap at a team member. Then, then, then. Then anxiety pops in. Then I have a drink that night. Whatever that case might be, right? Where I knew in my gut what needed to take place. I just wasn't willing to go there. So you've got to start removing some blockers and shoulds that the world says. We grew up in, in, in our operating in a business environment, which I'm so grateful for, for platforms like this, where you guys are putting this information out in the world. It's insanity. The current success model is literally insane. Work like crazy. Don't be around your kids. You know, make make the business first. Make making money first. And it's like, wait a minute. Now, I'm I'm not a fan of being broke either. Like, you know, I I don't think uh, you know, oh, money doesn't buy happiness. I don't think broke buys shit either. So I'm not a fan of that. But what I am a fan of is getting to your truth. And I believe the gut's always right. And I think it's one of those. One of my favorite things was when when they asked Michelangelo about. Like, my God, how did you create the statue of David? Like, well, how did that, what happened? And he just said, it was easy. All I did was remove everything that wasn't David. What do you need to remove that's not your true self and stop programming, stop conditioning, stop limiting beliefs, stop things from your parents, peers, previous experience, and get to who you are today. You might've been running a plumbing, heating, air, electrical carpet cleaning, whatever contracting company, because your parents did, because you're supposed to, because you wanted to uh, become an entrepreneur. I started at 23 as a dead broke drain cleaner because it was better than delivering lumber for Harvard Lumber. And then I had a choice to make. What am I going to do with it? I made a choice to make a life out of it. Maybe it's time to check your choices. Dude, I love that. And especially in today's world of social media and and just, you know, watching everybody's wins, right? If we're not careful, we, we have access to so much information um, that we believe is true, right? Like, you know, when you look at social media and you see somebody getting on their private jet or, oh man, we just did our first million dollar month or, oh man, like I just hired five of the best techs ever in my entire life. 
we tend to have these feelings of separation, right? And we right. start to think, oh my gosh, I'm doing it all wrong. What are they doing better than me? How can I get there? Am I ever going to get there? And all that does is that just takes us further and further away from um, that true self, that gut type, mm -hmm. you know, that gut feeling that you're talking about. And I think it's so important that we take a step back from all of that stuff and get to know ourselves a little bit more and start to hone that intuition and hone that gut. Uh, because like you said, otherwise, I know I've been through this before. I mean, I've owned several businesses and, and done pretty well over the last 15, 20 years, but like so much of my early days was driven based on what I think I should be doing based yeah. on what somebody else did that was best for them. That really, when you start digging down to it, they probably didn't even do what was best for them. They followed somebody else. And then they talked only about the good side of it uh, because it makes them feel better. And so I think that's a, that's such a great, just holistic point about this clarity and getting down to like back to our gut, like what works best for us. And, uh, you know, speaking of your buddy, Dan Sullivan, uh, the unique ability book mm -hmm. that he put out, which I took a long time ago was really helpful for me because mm -hmm. there's a thousand different ways or a million different ways to do something right. But when you start to come at things from what feels best for you and is most fulfilling and you get a little bit of that clarity, man, it makes it a lot more fun and the results are going to be quite a bit more And that, that whole pressure of separation, right? That whole feeling of, wow, everybody else is succeeding except for me, dude, all that does is just crush you every day when you're getting out of bed. It, it does. And that's, and, and that is you know, as you mentioned, there's, there's a part of choice in that. And, and I'm not saying that it's easy, but I, I recently spent a month in Costa Rica. I didn't see, I didn't have a TV turned on for 28 days. I didn't see the news until I landed back in the United States. I didn't know there was a trial going on about our previous, I knew none of that. And it felt amazing. And I'm not here to say, take the ostrich approach and bury your head in the sand. What I am here to say is that what you focus on, you manifest. And to your point, when I see it on social media, when I see, oh man, so-and-so's adding trucks, so-and-so's adding this, well, maybe check yourself and it's not about what so-and-so's doing, but you might ask yourself, I wonder when the last time so-and-so had a date night. I wonder when the last time so-and-so made a kid's soccer game. And hopefully so-and-so is doing all of those things. But if they're not posting all of those things, there's a good chance that they're getting value from that. The world is driving right now on separation, just like you said. And I think what the challenge is, is if you allow external beliefs, thoughts, or things that other people are doing unconsciously, like you said, people before us are doing things because of their shoulds, put that in air quotes if you're just listening to this. And, and so it's like the next thing you know, we literally are turning out generations of shoulds rather than peeling back and go, what do I really want from my life? And so what are your core, you know, what do you want freedom from? Do you want financial freedom? You don't have to have the biggest business to have that. Do you want relationship freedom? If you work a hundred hours a week, that's going to be pretty hard to have. 
you know, do you, what, what do you want freedom with purpose to be able to do what you want to do? I create companies where I can execute my purpose through the business. And personally, what I write about in my next book that's coming is around purpose-driven guided leadership. Like, I believe that's how every business wins, but that's my own perspective. Because if I get to get up every day and go, that's cool. We had a, uh, one of our quote unquote competitors in the market space. And I put it in quotes because I'm a fan of everybody that's doing something to make everybody's life better. And we had a shared client that another quote competitor pimped their success in their marketing and went, look at what this person did and all that. And I'm like, you and I both know that was from some deep work that we did at Blue Collar. And, and in the past, that would have pissed me off. I would have been like, how can they go and do And I went, literally, I went, good on you, man. Well done. I'm, I'm impressed that you tagged on that. Do it. I love it. Like, how cool is that? What Rather than feeling so, man, I'm mad and I got to go feel bad about this, like, what all, what really matters is the client's winning. It doesn't really matter if it came from blue collar or somebody else, the client wins. And when I keep that focus, you know, it's easier to, to stay out of that separation, but it's not, I'm not saying it's easy. And, and I, I would encourage you to check yourself on how fast we get sucked in, you know, in, in the Phoenix market, they ran a campaign that was, you know, facts, not fear about Corona. And they pop it up on the, mm. on the news schedule, facts, not fear. And then it was fear, 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 you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, you know? And so it's just interesting and be mindful of what you're putting in, into your brain because it's super, it, it matters. And, and you and I are both big fans of meditation, Stephen. I'm not going to go off on a tangent and try to get super, you know, like, theoretical or high level mindset process here, but I would highly encourage you to find some tools to slow down your mind because when all that stuff is going and you think working faster, harder, longer hours is the answer, you will blow up. And I know because it happened to me. Yeah. So can I jump in really quick? Because, Please. you know, as a young person that's early in my career, um, you know, I hear, I hear this a lot from successful people. Like you got to make time for your life. You got to find that balance. But I think, um, you know, for me at least, and I think for a lot of people, it, it starts out and it sounds very unpractical. You know, you might be working 60 or a hundred hours a week in your business. And, you know, you think if I, if I remove 20 hours, then my business is going to start struggling. So you kind of feel like it's one or the other. And you mentioned meditation, you mentioned a couple specific things, but I think what would be really helpful is like, and, and I do understand that everybody has that, their own personal journey and their own um, things that, that will work for them, that will, will find that balance. But I think there's, there, to me, it always seems like, you know, it, I end up with this disconnect between what, what I hear and what I actually do in my day to day. So how can we like bring this down to earth and like, what are some simple steps maybe that somebody like me could, could start with? Absolutely. You want to, you want to go, Steven? Uh, go for it, Kenny. I got a couple things that I, I might tag on to it, but yeah, go so, for it. So um, first off is to one, it's, it's simply slow down. And so what, what you're, you're on the hamster treadmill of perceived success. 
And so at early on, I got to go, you just said it, I got to go 60 hours a week or it's not going to fail. That may or may not be true. I'm not saying that the time necessary, I've worked hundred hour weeks for many, many years at different times in different ways to do it over again. I don't know. I might, I might check it. The difference is 60 hours a week doesn't feel like 60 hours a week when you're in purpose on purpose. So that's number one. If you're burnout and tired all the time, you're missing something. Because there, there, there's no, you know, we talk about balance. I don't believe in balance. I don't think there is such a thing as balance. You're always doing something a little bit more than something else. There's a yin and yang. There's a push and pull, all of those things. And so there's times for 60 hours a week, but there's times to check yourself and make sure. So that's one, one of the first things. And then to go super like I, and I'm going to tell you, say, say it to our audience through Davis's question, it's like some of the stuff that I say, I heard when I was in my early 20s and went, yeah, okay, I get what, and now here I am going, Jesus, I, I wish I would have listened kind of a thing, but self-care is number one. Write that down at home until you start taking care of yourself. Now, I did not say not working your ass off. I didn't say how many hours. All I'm saying is, take care of yourself. If you're working 60 hours a week and eating a cheeseburger on the way home and drinking a six pack of beer and watching late night TV and then getting up and doing again, that can be a challenge. If you're working 60 hours a week and you get home and you have a meditation practice and you connect with your wife and your children and you go to bed at a decent time and you still get six, seven, eight hours of sleep, that's a different reality. Self-care. I believe in, in getting enough sleep I personally, my, my own self-care ritual, I'll give you two super quick. There's only five things that I do. I get up in the morning and I, I have some form of movement. I, I move yoga, uh, treadmill, exercise, elliptical, run outside, hike, whatever it is, has to be movement in my day. Then I, I, I slow the mind down. There has to be meditations. And, and I, this was a blocker for me. I'm, I've, I've, I don't know how many days and I don't care about keeping score, but many, well over a year, I meditated every day now. And that has been, I would start and stop and start and stop. And I watch clients start, stop, start, stop. Why? Because it didn't become my number one priority until I had enough leverage on myself. My life was not going to play out the way that I wanted unless I made myself first. And that was a part of it. So move, move the body Two, meditate to slow the mind. Three, mental download journal every single day. It can be three or four lines. It can be a page. It doesn't matter less. You know, I, 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 I'm a, um, uh, I'm a fan of his name. It's good buddy of yours. Morning miracle. His name slipped. How? How? So like one of the things I like about Hal Elrod's process is there's some, there's some framework to it, but be allow yourself your own freedom. Like don't get so stuck in somebody's rituals that they're not yours. So mine might not work for you, but it's important that you get this out of your head and the subconscious mind will continue to run a program until you interrupt it. And by putting it on paper, I'm a fan of actually handwriting. You, a lot of my clients do type and that's okay too, but get it out of your head and onto paper because now you can stop the argument. As soon as you put it on paper, it's no longer in the subconscious mind. It became reality and you have something else to work with now. Then we go to mental food back in reading something, studying something, listening to something, making sure that we're doing something positive, set an intention for the day, and off you go.
doesn't take that long, but it will change your game forever. Don't know if that helps or if any of that's what you're looking for, but I'm passionate about this stuff, man. Yeah, no, that's incredibly helpful. Just those, those basic first steps. Right. Cause I mean, that's what I struggle with in my day to day. It's like, okay, like I know what I want to work towards, but it's hard to kind of get, get those habits started and start that routine. And, yeah, and eliminate, I mean, like, like I was saying real quick, sorry, I'll let you go, Stephen, but it, it removes. So you're busy, but busy doesn't mean productive. Busy doesn't mean profit. There's nothing more important than your self-care. So what do you need to shed in order to find, if you can't find, you know, it goes back to the whole thing of, you know, if you can't find an hour to take care of yourself, you're, you're going to take care of your health at some point. It's either going to be by choice now or by laying in a hospital bed or some home or something later, but you will make time in your life. It's your choice as of when you do it. Yep. Yeah, Kenny, it's funny, you know, looking back, right? Like, at least for me, when I was like mid 20s, and you kind of alluded to this, so I'm going to assume that it's somewhere in that same thread. But looking back, you know, how many times did we hear the exact same stuff that we're talking about? Oh, yeah. And at least for me, I was like, Oh, but you don't understand like, oh man, like I got this, I can power through, I'm going to do all this work, I'm going to work an all nighter, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now looking back, I'm like, okay, like you were right, you were right, you were right, you were right. Like, you know, and some of the lessons I think I just, I was stubborn. My mom always told me, she was like, you know, why do you always have to learn everything on your own? I was like, I don't know. And, and so finally, you know, in the last, I don't know, several years or so I've, I've, I've stopped doing that as much. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. Let me just find people I trust and listen to them. And then uh, the other piece to that for me is honing that intuitive factor, which I've done through meditation, awareness practices, mindful practices, you know, our, our feelings and our emotions are such a good guide yes. to what is the best thing for us. So like you mentioned with your morning routine, um, everybody's kind of got their own thing that works best for them. And so you can hone that by what feels good. So try something. And if it continues to feel good, then keep doing it. If it doesn't feel good, if there's a lot of resistance around it, great. That thing just isn't best for you. And that, and that's giving you feedback, like, Hey, just drop this. There's a lot of things that, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a couple billionaire friends and, you know, they give some of the best advice, but every once in a while they give something I tried. I'm like, this just, this, doesn't fit me. Doesn't fit my right. personality. Doesn't fit my skill set. And so now I'm I'm able to drop that. And so you know, Davis, kind of going back to your question, uh, the biggest what I would say as far as an answer on some of that stuff is get a little bit of clarity around what you want, right? And make it simple. Like if it's money and or something like that, great. That's a good place to start. Um, or maybe some sort of more of a concept like feeling good, having freedom having 10 weeks of travel a year, just something that, but it's got to feel good and it's got to be yours. It's got to be not what you read online about, oh, I got to get to 50 trucks or I got to get here. I got to get here. I got to get a private jet. It's got to be good for you. So having that clarity and then setting that intention and then moving toward that intention until I, I, Kenny, I don't know what your take is on this, but I got rid of a lot of timelines on my goals. I know they're not technically smart goals, but the timelines just, what I found is the timelines just ended up kind of screwing with me. And I would put a timeline and I would actually, if I didn't focus too much on the time, a lot of times I could hit the goal way before 
my perceived timeline. Or then sometimes if I get too close to the timeline and I'm not even close to the goal, I'll give up on it. So now what I do is I just set these bigger intentions and I say, cool, that is what I desire. And I will move that way with speed until I accomplish it, period. That's it. And if it takes three months, great. If it takes three years, no big deal because I'm enjoying the process along the way. So having that intention um, and then from a day-to-day type perspective, when we start talking about like work hours per week and stuff like that, a lot of t- a lot of people say that time and money are our two biggest resources or our two biggest assets, right? Well, I actually think it's attention. I think attention is our biggest asset because when you think about it like this, if you sit down with a project and you give yourself an hour and you are solely dedicated and solely focused on that project, that thing, whatever it is, you can get so much accomplished because you're using all of these amazing resources with your gut, your intuition, um, you know, whatever other resources you might have around. How much can you get done in an hour versus when you have 17 things sitting on this to-do list next to you, you got your email notifications on, your Slack, your text, you got your family, your team, and, you, and you're like, oh, no, but I worked on it for an hour. You worked on it for like three minutes and you were so distracted. So in that same one hour of time, if you give that thing your sole undivided attention, you can accomplish unbelievable things. Whereas if you're not paying attention or you're not giving your soul intent, uh, attention to something, yeah, of course, it's going to take you freaking forever. So you know, on top of all of those things that Kenny said, that's one thing that I pay a lot of uh, focus to is like, all right, if I'm going to work on something, one, I'm clear that it's in the direction that, or it's going to move me in the direction towards my intention that I want to go. And then I'm going to give it my sole attention and remove all other distractions and use all of the power that I have within me, all my mind, all my intuition, all my gut, whatever, uh, to move that project or that thing forward with a massive um, amount of intention because you'll get it done in no time. A hundred percent. I love that because one of the things that we need to remember, um, is the, the power of our limiting beliefs is unprecedented and they're getting stronger and stronger. And the speed of change is happening faster than people, um, are accustomed to being able to handle is one of the challenges. And put on your seatbelt with with AI coming, with all the different technologies that are out there, with all the incredible things that are coming from a technology standpoint, we're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And so now it's an opportunity. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be old enough that I remember back in the 80s when they were talking about the technology boom. We're moving from the industrial revolution into this technical revolution and all this type of stuff. And oh my gosh. We're going to be working half time by the time I'm in my 20s and making twice as much dough and all that. And then think about just shorter term in our own industry. Oh my gosh, if I just didn't have to do my dispatch board on a whiteboard, how I started, if I could could not have to pull over at a payphone to call my clients back after they left a message at the answering service, I would have more time. Man, if I could just get my two-way radio to work to be able to talk to my technicians in a timely manner, I would have more time. We've been saying this forever and it's never going to get better until you realize what Stephen just said. It's about attention. 
and where are you giving it? Because as we know, guess what? Every big, big player on the planet knows it's about attention. Everything that you've got scrolling on your phone is about owning your attention because they're selling your attention. So if the billion dollar companies get it, you better be mindful because if you don't take control of it, they will control it. No different than turning off, you know, like, oh, well, I, I need those notifications, everything from Service Titan. I got clients that, you know, whatever <laughs> software platform you're on, you get text when a tech blows his nose. Yep, I needed to know that. And it's like, hang on, all of that is confusing your mind. And then you wonder how it's, why you can't find clarity. Get focused on what's important and give your attention to that, to Stephen's point. Love that, brother. Yeah, man. Awesome, dude. Davis, I have no clue. I, I haven't watched time at all. Are we getting, are we over? Are we? We are getting close <laughs> to time. So we're going to have okay. to, to wrap this up in a little bit. Do you guys have any closing thoughts for our audience? I've certainly gotten a lot out of this just in the last 30 minutes. So um, I've got some recaps. I mean, I want to give you guys the opportunity to close it out. Here's what I have. And, and I want to say this first, because Kenny, you'll have something to add to this. Probably that's really good. Um, to, you know, to everybody listening, sometimes we, we, oftentimes we think, oh, well, this works for everybody else, but it won't work for me. And a lot of times I know in my life, I have dismissed things because I assumed that that was true. So what I would challenge people is don't dismiss something until you've actually tried it. So if this is the hundredth time that you've heard about meditation, mindfulness, uh, morning routine, journaling, you know, these things that you might not think are going to have an impact on the things that you think are the most important, or you think that are the problems you're trying to solve. If you keep hearing this and you haven't tried it, don't dismiss it this time. Take a step towards something that you have consistently dismissed and try it out before you ever figure out if, or before, yeah, before you, you get rid of it. Because I promise, you know, there's a reason why every Fortune 500 CEO somewhere in the bowels of the internet, you can find where they talk about meditation and they talk about mindfulness. I promise you, these CEOs that you look up to are doing these things in the background. It's just not as it's just not as out in the public because you know the public only wants to talk about numbers and crap like that, you know, stock markets, blah, blah, blah. So Give yourself the gift of doing something a little bit different. Don't keep pushing against those same barriers and getting that same result and that same level of stress. And the other part is, I promise you from the bottom of my heart, life and business are meant to be fun. This stuff is not meant to be shitty. I promise. Like It's just not meant to be that way. And so there are ways that you can start to actually have a little bit more fulfillment in your life, a little bit more fulfillment in your business. So look for the ways to have a little bit more fun. The stress and the focusing on the like, oh man, I put in a hundred hours this week and oh man, I lost my eighth technician and oh man, my truck blew up and my truck got robbed and what are we going to do about it? Like focusing on that stuff is just going to get you more of it. I promise you from the bottom of my heart, this stuff is supposed to be fun. Allow yourself to have a little bit of fun or at least a little bit of more fun than you might be having now. Powerful, man. I love that. So true because we're taught that it's not supposed to be fun. And we're taught that we have a business and we have a life. When I, when I 
started journaling diligently, I caught myself writing in my journal. So I would say something along the lines of, oh, today I was really good, both from a personal and a business standpoint. Wait a minute. Today was a great day in my life because those are just simply components. We're back to the separation. We're taught to separate those things. And the, the clearer you get that you have one life and we're here for a minute. And so if you're not enjoying it, do something else to Stephen's point about having fun. I think it's important. And I, and I think, you know, I, part of my, part of my uh, unconscious plan, I'll even say is oftentimes when I'm doing interviews like this, my late buddy, Sean Stevenson comes to mind and, and some of the things that he taught me in his incredible existence and on his deathbed, um, after he'd fallen out of his wheelchair, he said, this is not happening to me. This is happening for me. And then he took his last breath. And I get chills thinking about that because I was very close with Sean. And I believe personally, I believe he was put on this planet. I think he let go after he taught me what he needed to teach me. And I literally uh, he changed my life and he left. And it was just one of those really fascinating angel type situations. And of course, his, his uh, widow uh, um, would think that, you know, like, I'm sure that Mindy would say that he was here for her too. And probably a hundred thousand other people feel the same way. But what I, what I want you to think about as we wrap up here today is that's a major shift when you start thinking about that and you start realizing, is your business happening to you or is it happening for you? Did COVID happen to you or is it happening for you? Is the fact that you can't make payroll happening to you or for you? Because if you can't make payroll, that's simply a symptom that there's a bigger cause that needs to be addressed. And I was going through a major challenge and put that in air quotes because there is no such thing as long as we're living on the planet. But what I perceived as a major challenge at the time and and I, I was needing to leave a partnership that I was in. And I walked into Sean's house. Uh, well, and I, I said, dude, I got it. I, I said, I effed up. I won't use the words here on this, on this platform. But I said, dude, I, I effed up. And here's what he said to me. When did you know? He didn't ask me what I did. He didn't know if it had to do with my wife. He didn't know if I got in a car accident. He didn't know if I was in a hit and run. He didn't know if I got a DUI. He didn't know anything. All he said was, when did you know? And that changed my life forever, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because he didn't care what it was. What he cared about, what my intuition was that I was ignoring up to that point. And that's what I want you to think about now. If you're in pain, that's amazing. Embrace it, feel it, feel every bit of it and use it as a motivator and a platform to go do something different. All pain comes from resistance, as I said early on. So if we're resisting, what does that mean? If you have pain in the business, it's okay. Don't try and go, oh, I got to get out of it. Sit in it, meditate on it, understand what does this mean? What do I already know that I'm pretending not to know? What are some of these types of things to Stephen's point of when you start getting clarity? And I love that fact, brother. Like you may have heard it a thousand times before at Blue Collar, we call it the trap of the amateur. Don't fall into the trap of the amateur and just go, oh, I've heard that stuff before. That's not for me. Because you heard Stephen and I both delayed some opportunities in our lives by going, yeah, but you don't understand. I was saying, you don't understand. <laughs> Kenny Chapman's got it different. Stephen Christopher saying, you don't understand. Stephen Christopher's got it different. Davis can be saying, you don't understand. Davis have it different. And that's true. We all are walking our own path. 
but our truth is in our gut and we know it. Peel back the layers and listen to it, ladies and gentlemen. Love Whoa. that. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kenny, for joining us. Um, I felt like every minute of that was just packed with value and golden nuggets. Um, so it's, it might take me three times to listen to it to get everything out of it. Um, so if you want to find Kenny, you can check out his website at kennychapman.com or you can visit the bluecollarsuccessgroup.com. And you can also find him on Facebook or Instagram at kennychapman.kc. And I've got a few takeaways um, really quick I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with. So the first one um, that I have is all pain in life comes from resistance of what is. And I think that that really hit home for me, right? Um, it's okay to feel what you feel. It's okay to rant and rave for a day. But remember, you, you have choices in this life um, and you signed up for this, right? So expect the unexpected. Um, and when you're, you know, when things are certain, you're craving the uncertainty. When things are uncertain, you're craving certainty. It's kind of this constant push and pull in life that we're just experiencing. Um, and remember in the back of your head, how you carry yourself forward impacts your outlook. And that's reflected in your life and in your business. Uh, the second takeaway that I have here is finding clarity. So you have to remove the layers of, of BS in order to grow. We're always burdened by so many should do's, things that we want to be good at, things that we might think we're good at, um, and anxiety of failure. Um, and these are the things that are holding us back. So remember to peel back those layers and get to the core. So listen to your gut. Um, and one thing, uh, well, a third takeaway here that I found really helpful was if you're burnt out and tired all the time, slow down. Self-care is number one. You may work 60 hours plus a week, but if you're taking care of yourself and you're enjoying what you do and what you're working towards, you won't feel, it won't feel like work, right? So allow yourself your own freedom. Um, and a couple steps that, that both Stephen and Kenny shared um, for getting started in this practice. And, you know, they may seem silly, but just getting started is the key. So meditation, journaling, movement, whether that's just going for a 30 minute walk every day, or even better going for a run or finding what gets you inspired to move around every day. Um, and then pairing that with some sort of uh, mental focus, whether that's reading, studying, listening to podcasts um, and start your day um, you know, build some clarity and start your day with setting an intention. Um, and for me, I'm going to start this this evening, right? Thinking about um, finding clarity in my own life and then setting an intention to start tomorrow. And then my final takeaway here is attention is our biggest asset. So what you focus on is what you manifest. It's as simple as that. So thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Home Service TV, Home Service Success TV. I got a lot out of this episode and I hope you did too. You can join the discussion on our home service marketing Facebook group. We discuss this topic and more on growing your home service business and sharing our successes. So thanks so much for listening and have an awesome rest of your day. 